Well, let's pray. Father, we again come to you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for your wonderful words of life, that they are life and they are help. And we thank you today that they're provision. Today they encourage us, not only that you love us, but that you so love the world that you gave your only begotten son. We thank you, Father, that we're blessed to be a blessing and that we reach out to humanity with the good news of the gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we're going to look at Romans chapter 8 this morning as we begin. And I'm going to talk about following the Holy Ghost. Following the Holy Ghost. Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible, in verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. God wants his sons, his daughters, to be led of his spirit, to follow his spirit. And there's several reasons for that. I believe the number one reason is because he wants his will done on the earth. Amen. As you follow the spirit of God, you're following his will and his plan and his purpose. And he does have a plan for your life. I was so excited when I finally realized that my life was significant in Christ. Without him, it wasn't so significant. But in Christ, everyone's life is very significant. Your life is significant. Uh, you're not just existing on this earth and wondering, you know, why am I here? Who, you know, who am I to do anything and, and to be anything? But in Christ Jesus, you have a purpose. Your life has purpose. Do you know the world needs to know that, don't they? They need to know that God created them for a purpose. And when we come into the body of Christ through making Jesus Christ our Lord, that purpose starts coming alive in us. And as we follow the Spirit of God, He leads and directs and guides us so that we can accomplish His purpose. Amen? Not just what we think we should do, but what He wants us to do. And uh, that purpose is good, is good for us. It's good, but it also can touch many, many, many lives. And I think that's the biggest blessing of all, is to help other people. Don't you? Don't you? There's nothing like it when you get to bless other people. It's fun being blessed, but it's a lot more fun to be a blessing. So Romans 8 says, to be led by the Spirit of God. Now look over in the same chapter, verse 26, says, Likewise, the Spirit also our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which can hurt. And he that searches the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Now, the word for mind there is a plan, a plan. We know as we pray the plan of the Spirit. And God has a plan. He's the greatest planner that ever was. Amen. And the good news is the Bible says that he has plans for you that are good, that are even prosperous. Don't you like that? Prosperous plans. Plans to prosper you. So we we can know the plan of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God 
to them who are called according to his purpose. His purpose. And when you yield yourself to the plan and purpose of God, get ready for some tremendous things happening in your life that you never would have dreamed possible. Amen? I mean, just fabulous plans that only he can do. I know he's done it in my life again and again, and that doesn't mean the devil's not there to attack too. You know, he does. He tries to bring us down. But I'm telling you, as we were singing that song today, I have decided to follow Jesus. Really, even in the hard, awful attacks of the enemy, when you make that stand and say, it doesn't matter what's going on. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow Jesus. So that 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 determination, just that one sentence, I've decided to follow Jesus, will carry you through. And I'm telling you, those attacks, sometimes they, you think they're never going to end, but they do. And you get through them. Amen? And usually with God, he has something just wonderfully uh, explosive on the other side. That you, you, you know, and I have to speak for myself. I think, thank God I didn't quit, right? Thank God I didn't throw up my hands and say, forget it. Because he has so many wonderful things for all of us. Amen. So if you're going through something today, just make that declaration that says, I have decided to follow Jesus. Amen. And I'm telling you, there are times where I've had to say, though none go with me. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Praise God. And we will follow on to know the Lord and that intimate fellowship with him. And he strengthens us daily with that. Um, I remember there's times in my life where I had to leave behind friends. I had, you know, because they didn't want to follow God. I had to leave behind um, some, uh, you know, wonderful situations that I thought were wonderful situations because it just didn't seem like the plan of God. Even though in the world it could have been a wonderful selection of, of a career or a business, you know, um, years, years and years ago, my parents had a motel in Panama City uh, Beach and I was in line to, my brother had no interest in it, so I was in line to inherit that and to run the business. I was at the University of Alabama in business school and Preparing for all that, uh, I think my preparation was being raised there and working like a dog. <laughs> but, but, you know, we have to have that degree, right? So, you know, that was my plan, and I had it all planned, and it looked like a wonderful plan. You know, my parents were all for that, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God said, nope, you're going you're gonna to make a, a turn here, a really sharp turn <laughs> in a very short amount of time. And, I mean, it was over a summer break that the Spirit of God said, no, you're called a full-time ministry. And, um, all, you know, there was not so many of my friends were so happy about that. Um, I had a roommate at the University of Alabama, and she said, what are you doing? You can't just up and quit, you know, school and quit your dream. And, and what am I going to do for a roommate, you know? And uh, not everybody was so happy. I remember being at the motel working behind the desk that summer and one of mother's friends came in and said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm called a full-time ministry. And she reached across and she patted my hand and she said, you poor thing. And you're used 
to the nicer things in life. <laughs> You're used to the nicer things in life. And I thought, I, I don't know who she serves, but my God is a God of, of provision and blessing. Amen. So, you know, whatever. But I, um, did follow the Lord and, um, you know, just within a couple of weeks, you know, God t- just set that up. This is the point I'm making here and not just about my life, but when you follow God, it's surprising sometimes how things can line up so quickly and be so much better than what you could have ever dreamed. And uh, a friend of mine, is it okay if I just testify a minute? to following God and just, you know, there are times I haven't followed him. I'd be real honest, but this time I, I did follow him. And um, he said, go to Ramah this fall. Um, and so I went to church that evening. My pastor called called me up and said, the Spirit of God has said for you to go to Ramah this fall. You're called to full-time ministry. So there was confirmation, which is really important, I think, with a decision that big. Um, that you have confirmation from the Lord, from whoever, you know, you look to as pastor. Um, and so that week, my pastor and my pastor's wife said, Scarlett, we know a, a gal in Tulsa that you can room, be roommates with. And her name's Patsy Bierman. And um, Candace, her, her name then was Harrison. Um, they they need a roommate and you could be their roommate. and of course, I didn't know who these people were. You know? So I go out there and meet them during camp meeting. And I remember, you know, being in the elevator with Brother Hagen and someone introduced me to him. said, this is Kenneth e. Hagen. And, and they said, Scarlett's going to be roommates with Patsy. And Brother Hagen looked at me. I still hadn't even met Patsy at that point. Brother Hagen looked at me and said, maybe you can help her. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he always had a dry sense of humor. You know? <laughs> Maybe you can help her. <laughs> and I thought, who is this girl? <laughs> Maybe I can help her. But anyway, um, so I ended up rooming with them and just having a wonderful year going over to the Hagen's home just weekly and having wow. dinner. I remember the first time I went over there, um, I was very scared because <laughs> you know, I knew he was a prophet and I thought, He's going to know everything I've ever done in my life. And then I, I pictured things all over their walls, like scriptures, you know. Uh, that's what I pictured in my mind. I didn't know what their house would be like, but they didn't have any scriptures on their walls. I learned later all the scriptures were in their heart yeah. and in their mouth. Amen. Wasn't on their walls. Nothing wrong with scriptures on the walls. I'm just saying that, that I didn't know what to expect. And um, we, you know, just through knowing him and Mom Hagen, we were opened to so many other ministers that we met. You know, I met Fred Price and John Osteen and Norval Hayes and through all of uh, Brother Hagen's. Uh, I remember he called us one night and said, Candace, do you and Scarlett want to go to the ORU basketball game? We said, yeah. So we went and sat beside Oral and Evelyn Roberts and Kenny Rogers came up to them after the game and was shaking hands. And, and I said, Candace, we were sitting beside the Oral Roberts. She goes, I don't care about him. It's Kenny Rogers. <laughs> I said, I don't care about Kenny Rogers. I don't care about Oral Roberts. But anyway, you get the point. 
following God is a very interesting way of life. And he will put you before people that you never dreamed in your life that you would even be introduced to. Amen. And I thank God that I did leave uh, whatever a business, you know, it was a multi-million dollar business. But uh, it wasn't too long after that that our church and our daycare center and, and our ministry right. w- was bringing in three times as much as what I left behind. So it wasn't just an open door for, uh, you know, following God and what we would think. It, 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 he, he, he does his word. And he said, if you leave behind anything, right, right. houses, lands, uh, wives, whatever, um, sons, daughters, that he will now in this time give you a hundredfold. And then, of course, you'll get persecution. And we did still get persecuted. But who cares, right? right. Hallelujah. It pays to follow God and to know the plan of the Spirit. And it's not that difficult to know God's plan. We've made it sometimes, I think, so complex for people to catch the word of God and the plan of God. But it's just not that complicated. Now, I can tell you because I didn't know any I didn't know beans, as we say, I didn't know beans about following God or about the Holy Spirit. When I heard from him to to make that one step and go to Bible school, I didn't know any. That's the first experience I'd ever had with the spirit of God actually speaking to me. But he can get through to you. Amen. If you just open yourself up and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Yours be done. And and mean it. Amen. And then don't be afraid of letting things go and just moving toward him. Because he will repay anything that you've given up. You don't even realize. You think, oh gosh, that was nothing. Amen. Compared to what he can do. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 5. Are you with me? You're not bored yet, are you? (laughs) I'm telling you, it pays to serve God. It doesn't cost. It pays to serve God. Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. So a child, the analogy here is a child, how a child follows. Um, The word followers there actually means an imitator. Um, The Amplified says, be therefore be imitators of God copy him and follow his example as well beloved children imitate their father i was thinking about this scripture uh the other day because uh remember years ago there was a friend of mine that said scarlet your your tires low one of your tires is low and so he bent down and kind of put his uh chin in his in his fingers and he was looking at the tire like that well his little three-year-old was beside him and that three-year-old bent down and put his hand just exactly like his father looking at that tire and you knew that little child didn't know what he was looking for about it but he was imitating that father and now really and truly how much intelligence does it take just to do what somebody else is doing just to imitate what they're doing. And that's what he asked, God asked us to do is just, just imitate me. Amen. Just do what I do. Say what I say. 
be who I am. He said, I am the light of the world. And then he also said, and you're the light of the world. We are the light of the world. So um, he said, be imitators as dear children. It doesn't it, it doesn't have to be that uh, complex. Now let's get verse two and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. So he says, this is this is what you do. You just imitate God. You follow his ways. And whatever you would say that Jesus did, and you can see in the word, if you study the ways of the Lord, um, the the Bible says in Acts 10.38, he went about doing good. Well, that's that we do know good from evil, don't we? <laughs> he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. Just doing good things is a really godly thing. Amen? Well, I just don't know what to do. Well, do something good. Do something good for somebody. I mean, how difficult is that? And that is godly kindness, is to help and to be a blessing and to do something good. And then uh, the Bible says he went about and healed. You know, I think sometimes we forget that we are the ones that are supposed to lay our hands on the sick and to see them recover. Amen. I mean, it's not that difficult to lay your hands on somebody. And really, in Mark chapter 16, it doesn't say you have to pray. It just says lay your hands on them, right? How hard is that? I mean, just to lay your hands on somebody. Praise the Lord. Let the Spirit of God use you to be that healing force in someone's physical body. People are hurting now. And the Spirit of God wants to to bring that love to them through showing them His graciousness. Walk in love as Christ hath also loved us and given Himself for us an offering, a sacrifice to God, a sweet-smelling savor. And then verse 8, it says, For we were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. You are light. Now we are light, so walk like it. Walk like those children of the light. The Amplified says, Walk as children of light. Led, uh, lead, sorry, lead the lives of those native born to the light. That's who we are. For the fruit, the effect, the product of the light or the spirit consists in every form of kind, kindly goodness, uprightness of heart, and trueness of life. So we're not trying to be light. We're not trying to be good. Because he lives in us, we are good. And we are light. <laughs> and that's such good news to me. I can just be who God's made me to be. And you can too. Now look at First John Chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, as we follow the Spirit of God, 1 John 4, look at verse 16, and we have known and believed the love of God that, that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, Because as he is, so are we 
in this world. As he is, now think about that, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. So we see the confidence that we can have because we're loved of God and he loved us first. He loved us when we were totally unlovable. He had really some probably no reason to love us other than he is love. And because of that, we can have confidence to do his will and to do his word and to follow after him. It's easy to be around someone who adores you, isn't it? I mean, it's so nice to be around somebody who really, really loves you. I thank God for my husband. He really, really loves me. And, <laughs> and you know, it's so nice because it, it doesn't matter day or night. I just know that I, I can, I'm accepted of him. I'm loved by him. And, and it gives me that comfort that I can be who I am. Amen. And when you're loved by God, think about that. That he has that everlasting love for you. Nothing is going to separate you from the love of God. Nothing. And that's what uh, Romans chapter 8 says. So you can depend upon his love even if you don't feel like you're lovable or you, that you should be loved or you feel undeserving of his love. Now, why am I talking about this? Because you're not going to really want to follow somebody that you don't know what they're thinking about you. You don't know where they're leading you. You don't have any trust in your heart of the assurance that they have your well-being at heart. But you can that you can have that assurance of God. Amen. Because again and again, he, he says that he loves you. He adores you. You're the apple of his eye. And besides that, God doesn't just have love. He is love. He's much better than our mind can even grasp. You know, the prayer says that you would know the love of God, the breadth, the height, the length, and depth. You have to pray to even imagine the love that he has for you. Because our minds can't grasp that kind of immense tenderness and love. But we can pray that we will comprehend it. Amen? And we can comprehend that love because I'm telling you, when you know God loves you, you just really don't care what other people think about you. <laughs> you know, you just have that confidence to be bold. And I think this day and this time, we have to be bold. There are others that have taken a bold stand against things that are not the Word of God. They're, in fact, they're the opposite of, the, of what the Word would teach. And so we have to be just as bold or more bold, I believe, to preach the truth of the Spirit of God and the Word of God. It takes a lot of courage. But when you know God is with you, hallelujah, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Amen? I remember uh, a story at the University of Georgia way back, and and there was a, a person that was teaching the student body in a special assembly about um how... Uh, really against godly principles in the country and atheism, et cetera, et cetera. And, and there was a, a young girl, college student, that stood up when this gal was through and said, 
I want to sing a song and started singing Onward Christian Soldiers. <laughs> and, and she said that everybody there stood up and started singing with her. But, you know, there has to be that one at times that's going to make a bold stand. Amen. And I believe that that can be you and that can be me. When the Spirit of God comes on you, you know, that love sometimes can lead you to be very strong and very powerful. Love is not weak because love overcomes everything. Now, that's pretty strong force, isn't it? So it's not just being a weakling and let people run over you. That's not the love of God. The love of God can lead you just like this. And verse 17 says boldness. Amen? Are you bold? Sometimes we have to confess that about ourselves. I'm bold as a lion. Amen? I'm bold as a lion. And I follow the Holy Ghost in what I say and what I do. All right, let's move along. John 14. I'm not going to keep you here all day. But I just want to encourage you, following the Holy Spirit, being led by God in every part of your life, I'm telling you, it pays high dividends. John 14. And look at verse uh, 12 here. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And, and he's saying, in other words, whatever you see me do, you can do. Amen. Whatever you have seen the Lord do in his word. Now that's really amazing, isn't it? Think about the things that he did. You can do also. Doesn't it say that? And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. He has handed us the keys to the kingdom. God has handed us. Now, sometimes, you know, that's a strong statement when somebody hands you the keys to something. This week, you know, we handed Marie the keys to one of our cars. If we didn't trust her, if we thought, you know, she can't drive or she didn't have a driver's license or, you know, whatever, if she, we thought she'd go to California in it, we wouldn't have handed her the keys. But we trust Marie. Amen? And so, therefore, we gave her the authority by giving her the keys to do whatever she wanted to do with that car all week. Right. Hallelujah. Well, God's given us, through Jesus, the keys to the kingdom to unlock anything that we have need of in the kingdom of God and to follow him in doing that. And I'm telling you, those keys open up tremendous opportunities to preach the gospel, to teach the gospel, to help people lay hands on them and even cast out the devil. Amen? We, um, we have, you know, again in Augusta, Augusta and then Savannah, we had an opportunity to go on a ghost tour <laughs> in Savannah. Of course, we didn't go, but um, we had the opportunity. But David was talking about, you know, sometimes when you get involved in things like that, there can be demonic activity which you open yourself up to. And I guess I'm saying that because today is Hallelujah Day, right? <laughs> Holy Ghost Day and October 31st. And so, uh, you know, sometimes if you, um, you know, open, like I said, open yourself up to that, it, you know, it can cause you some grief. But we need to open up to the Holy Spirit. We need to open up to the things of God. And how you, you do that kind of the same way, you, except in God's uh, way is, is, you know, protection and goodness and 
the love and all and, and you know in the dark ways you're opening yourself up to grief and heartache right. and uh, really every evil work but um, the the realm of the spirit is very real and the Holy Spirit is very real and demonic activity is very real as well but we look at Jesus and what he did and we can do those same works amen all right, let's look at Luke chapter 4, and I mean Luke chapter 6, and then we'll close today. Luke chapter 6, and um, we'll start reading here in verse, let's see, verse 44. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. In other words, you see an orange tree, and you identify it many times by its fruit or the leaves. Whatever it's producing, that's what you identify it with. Verse 45, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So we can identify what's going on in somebody by the, what they're saying. By the abundance of the heart. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He's like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose and the streams beat vehemently upon the house, and could they could not shake it, for it is founded upon a rock but he that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great so you see the the you know the the similarities of the story is a man is building um and then you see the 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 where they built the house is different but it's the same storm that came um so what are you building your life on and 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 they the, the Jesus is making the point here that you're hearing both are hearing but it is the doing part are you taking those steps of faith that God's asking you to take and um that's the difference between the good building of a home and the destruction of your life is the doing so some you know i've pastored 40 years your your pastors pastored years decades and we see people coming and sitting in church and some are thriving their their lives are changing their lives are prospering you know they're um, they're going forward and that doesn't mean there's not setbacks at times but generally they're going forward and others uh, hearing the same messages in the same church for years and years and don't seem like they're going anywhere. They're miserable. Everything's wrong. They're always complaining. <laughs> and you wonder, what is the difference here? The difference is doing. Amen? Following God. Taking those steps. The Bible says, the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. But we have to take those steps. Amen? We have to step out in faith and obey what he's telling us to do and be that light uh, that we are. Um, it says you are the light, act like it. 
Amen. And as you act in faith, that corresponding action, that's when you see your house stand strong, very strong, even in the midst of a violent storm. Amen. Praise God. Would you get anything out of this this morning? Amen. Well, Father, we thank you for this time that we can learn about following you, about being imitators, and that we can do what Jesus did in the Bible, that we can see what he helps us to see, and that the Spirit of God shows us things to come so that we know the path, that we know the journey ahead, that we understand where he is leading and guiding And we thank you, Father, that even though the earth seems to be filled with darkness, even gross darkness, that the light of the glorious gospel shines. And it shines very brightly. For you are the light of the world, and you said, we are also the light of the world. That the Spirit of God, the glory of the Lord, has risen upon us. And today we're full of light. We're full of illumination, enlightenment. We thank you that because we are, we can point the way for others to Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless you, Lord. We bless you, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your mighty hand your outstretched hand this morning. And if there's someone that's not born again, that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, we pray right now that they would make that decision to invite Jesus in their heart to be born again, to confess Him as Lord in Jesus' name. If there's those listening, Father, who are not filled with the Holy Ghost, we ask right now that that they would open up their heart to be filled with your spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. We thank you, Father. There's people today in pain, physical pain or uh, sickness or disease of any kind. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing to their physical bodies and health, that it would spring forth speedily right now, that they would recover fully in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for it. Thank you, Lord. If there's those in need that have financial problems today, we bind the devil in Jesus' name, and we thank you for divine wisdom that you lead and guide them, Father, direct them that provision would come in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 And yesi kamang kubochi falastos, eshe kamatenjdu la plefide su, in jangulo pabaha, esi krisht unjdolo breveshe, kebante ake sine i shuguje, pregenzo pro prevesi kamatacha. For there's times when we say, I can't hear the voice of God. I don't know what the Lord is saying. I don't understand the direction. But at that time, we need to just rejoice and say, I do hear the voice of God. 
I am his sheep, I am of his pasture, and another I will not follow. And the directions and the instructions that you need will come just as clear as a bell. And you'll be able to say, oh, I see now. I see now I wasn't to turn that way or turn the other way, but just to keep going the way I'm going. Or other times you'll say, I need to make a change. The Spirit of God knows, and we can depend and trust on Him, saith the Lord. And so the change that you've been desiring and the change that you've been wanting is right there, just mm -hmm. right there, right yeah. there around the corner, waiting for your change. And so as you change directions and you follow the path of the Spirit, you'll see tremendous harvest, tremendous blessing, tremendous change, saith the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Don't be afraid of change. <laughs> Sometimes as humans, you know, we're creatures of habit and we think, well, this is, you know, what we're used to or what we want to do. But I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will change us, transform us and um, make a new way where there seems to be no way. And I believe he's going to do that for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Remember, uh, we have service Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Come eat dinner with us at 6. And you be blessed the rest of the week. God bless you. You're dismissed.